everybody, and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. It's your host, Katie Zagardi. I just got back from a trip to New York, seeing my family, doing a bunch of family things, and now I'm back in Nashville. And I, it's funny because I think I didn't have much of a break, if I'm being honest. I got there, and then it was a barbecue, and then another barbecue, and then three days of work, <laughs> which my whole family was working too. Obviously, I was staying with them. And, uh, so I was just working and trying to relax a little bit. And then it was graduation and then another graduation and then another graduation. Just so many graduations celebrating. And um, one day of chilling until I then came home. So I didn't have too much time and space to think. And yet I felt very creative I came up with so many ideas uh, for what's coming up on this podcast that I'm really, really excited to bring to you. And I also was just thinking about the future of Out to Be and some fun initiatives that we're going to have going on coming up for the rest of this year that I'm just really excited to put into motion. So I, after last week's, week's episode where we did that like goal setting and reset manifestation, I really felt super clear about what I wanted to move forward doing. Uh, and I hope that you do too. I hope that that episode helped you and that you're feeling a renewed sense of excitement and intentionality as you approach the rest of this year and you approach your music business. So today we're going to dive into something that might actually help you with that even further, specifically from a money-making perspective. And what I want to start by saying is that there is no better and more important time than now to build an audience. All right, for the last like six months on this podcast, we have been talking about audience building. We have been talking about, you know, growing your brand and growing your social media following. And honestly, like, we haven't talked a lot about why that is crucial to your money making success. And that's what we're going to do on today's episode, because it's easy to kind of ignore it. It's easy to say, I don't want to build an audience. I just want to focus on music. It's easy to say, I'll figure it out later. (laughs) It's easy to say, it'll just work out. I'll just post what I feel like posting and it'll just work itself out somehow. And while I am, of course, a huge advocate for posting what is aligned and finding a strategy that is in alignment with your values and how you like to create and all of that stuff. It is still important to approach this with intentionality, right? That might be the word for this episode, intentionality. (laughs) Because if you're just throwing spaghetti at a wall, it's really hard to start moving towards a direction where not only are you creating the audience that you want, but you're also doing it in such a way that you're setting yourself up to monetize. Okay. So if you are someone who's listening to this podcast, who's just kind of like a hobbyist, you might be thinking, I don't really want to monetize and that's okay. Right. A lot of what I talk about, and honestly, I think probably 99.9% of the people who listen to this, they want to monetize your music career. You want to monetize. You want to make money from music. And a lot of times when I post on TikTok or, you know, on Instagram or whatever, I'll get those occasional people who are like, you can just do whatever you want. These tips are stupid. And that's true. You can do whatever you want. I am not the God telling you, you must do it this way or, you know, you will never succeed. That is not true. (laughs) That is not true. You have to find your own path and you can do whatever you want. And especially if you don't really care about making money with music and your true desire is just to do it from a place um, that lets your art come through and like, that's it. You don't really care 
who hears it or how many people hear it or if you make money from it, then keep doing exactly what you want to do. This, though, is for the people who are wanting to monetize. And this is why it's also so important right now to be talking about this. You might have heard from the news or from finance podcasts that you listen to or just the general uh, gas station (laughs) that we are experiencing inflation and we are heading into a recession. I don't even know if, I guess technically we're like in a recession right now because right when they tell us that we're in a recession, the recession has already been happening. That's how the kind of reporting of finances works. When they say, oh, we're in a recession, it's because they looked back and they saw that there was a movement (laughs) towards a recession already. So technically means we're already in it. So I'm not a financial expert. I'm not here giving financial advice, okay? But I want to just assure you that while obviously these things are happening, there's no reason to panic. And again, not saying this from a financial expert point of view, but just from a place of panicking does not serve you. This is not a time to freak out because it's really easy to. I'm a business owner myself. I'm a musician myself. It's really easy to go to, oh my God, nobody's going to buy my stuff. Oh my God, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if I can't afford this? It's really easy to go to that place. But now more than ever is when you need to, number one, work on that mindset. I know we've been talking about mindset a lot. There's a million episodes on this podcast about it. Go binge them. Set yourself up for success. Work through the thoughts that are coming up that aren't serving you. That is so important to stay on top of this and surround yourself with um, positive propaganda, we can call it. Like it, It's really easy to hear all of the negatives of you better watch out and this is happening and this is all really scary. And I'm not saying don't like have your finger on the pulse of what's going on. But if you're indulging in that all day, every day, no freaking wonder are you going to end up that you're in a place where you're going to that negative thought spiral, right? And that negative thought spiral doesn't serve you. And it further perpetuates more negative thoughts and possibly actions that don't serve you. And so we don't want to go there. So positive propaganda is basically just like podcasts, TV shows, um, following people, following accounts, having conversations with friends that are serving you and that are helping you stay well and stay motivated and stay in a place where you're, you know, managing your emotions and honoring yourself and looking towards the bright side of things, like honestly, uh, as opposed to going to that dark side, because not everyone has to suffer. Like you don't have to suffer. But this is a reason to get prepared. This is a reason to stay positive, to keep minding your mindset, to keep working through anything that's coming up and to strategically get prepared. And that's what we're going to talk about today, because when you have an audience, you can monetize in so many ways. And we're going to talk about all the ways that you can monetize. And the reason I want to do this is to get your wheels turning, to get you thinking about the abundance and all of the possibilities that are out there for you. Because building an audience is not just for shits and giggles. Building an audience is for the success of your music business and your music career. If you want to make money in music, having an audience is your biggest asset. It is the leverage that you need to be able to, number one, have numbers of people who will invest in the things that you sell. And when I say sell, you are selling tickets, you are selling merch, you are selling Patreon slots, right? Like you are selling things when you do that. And it will also give you leverage to negotiate better deals if you're considering doing partnership deals or gig deals or things like that. Numbers are your asset. And it's not also just about numbers. I've said this before and I'll say it again too. 
It's about engaged numbers. So I'm not saying that you have to have a million followers or even half a million followers in order for any of these income streams to be viable for you, okay? It's not about having just like blanket massive following. So if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, oh man, that makes me kind of nervous. I don't know if I can build up to like have a really, really, really big following or how much time is that gonna take? Or, you know, it seems impossible. I hear you, I hear you. We don't have to go there. Let's just go towards every single day building up more and more engaged followers. Because if you have engaged followers, if you have engaged people who are on your platform, who are communicating with you or commenting on your stuff, who are excited when you release things and when you um, open up your Patreon and whatnot, that is what is important. So it's not just about numbers. It's about that quality of numbers. And you can have less of the actual number, but better quality, which is going to in turn result in more money, the better ability to monetize. (laughs) And of course, just more enjoyment because you're actually talking to a community of people and you're talking to um, your fans who wanna support you and who are actual fans of your music as opposed to just random people who are following you and may, may make a nice number, but don't actually really care. Okay, so that's that tangent. (laughs) Again, we're going towards engaged followings because you can achieve all of this without having a million trillion followers, right? It's about that engaged following. So let's talk about the, I have drafted out nine ways that you can make money. I wish it was 10. Maybe I'll think of a 10th while we're going. Nine ways that you can make money by having a large audience, okay? And this is, again, your incentive to start building out that audience, to start figuring out your brand and building your audience now. The longer you wait, the harder it's gonna be because there's gonna be more and more people on the app, the algorithms are gonna keep changing, you're gonna get less motivated. Like the, the sooner you start, the sooner you can build this traction and momentum and audience that you are desiring and the sooner that you can make money. So let's dive in to those nine streams of income that are available to you as you build your audience. Okay, so income stream number one is gigs. Now, obviously you can get gigs without having a huge social media following. So I'm not saying like you can't get gigs unless you have numbers. But what I am saying is that you can open up yourself to getting number one, bigger gigs, and number two, more niche gigs. Um, by having a social media following. So when I say bigger gigs, I mean, if you have a fan base behind you, you can potentially land opener spots for touring artists who are touring in your city or go on tour with them. Um, You can do bigger headlining shows as you start to grow as well and get, you know, spots at like festivals and things like that that require artists to be a little bit more established. Of course, people who are booking shows like that, they wanna make sure that the person who's playing can bring out people. And so when you have an engaged audience and you can show that you have people who will come out, you're more likely to book those bigger gigs and be able to kind of like scale in the gigs that you're doing. You'll also probably find yourself getting invited to do gigs or asked to do gigs. Um, as opposed to like, you know, when you first start out as a musician, you're doing most of the pitching, you're doing that hustling. And so what this can open you up to is more of gigs coming to you as opposed to just you having to seek out those gigs, which is always exciting because if we can do less work, (laughs) if we can have opportunities presented to us, uh, that's a huge win. 
So, and opportunities is really the big word here. It's like when you have an audience, you open yourself up to more opportunities and those opportunities can yield income. So when it comes to gigs, that's really one of the big ones where it's like an opportunity thing. Opportunities will come to you that you might not have had before or that you might not have had access to before or that you would have had to work your way up to. Um, They might come to you much easier when you have an audience, especially because when you have an audience, it's again, it's like the more people who know about you, the more people know about you. It's kind of just like that building positive effect. The more people who watch your stuff, the more people who watch your stuff. Meaning if you've got 100 followers and those 100 followers are sharing it with 50 other people and then they follow you, you keep building. And then those 50 people share it with another 50, you keep building. And you never know who's going to be in that chunk of followers that you have. Everyone who follows you has something to offer in the world and has connections and has uh, desires to see you succeed. And you never know who is following or who comes across your video or who gets sent your video or your music. So when you can keep building that momentum, you keep building that momentum and the chances of somebody, I don't really believe in like getting discovered, right? Like it's not about like, oh, an A&R might see you and then you're going to be signed and it's going to be brilliant. (laughs) Although maybe that's number 10. This is stream number 10, uh, uh, getting signed. We're going to, we'll circle back to that, which will be an interesting conversation because y'all know that I am very pro indie. But my point here being is that no, no one's coming to like save you. This isn't like a, the label is your Prince Charming situation where you get discovered and you know, you're saved forever. That's not what I'm saying here specifically, but I am saying that People have connections, right? Like some people, someone might see your video who's the head of a huge corporation or who's the booker at a festival or who is looking for someone to open for um, Taylor Swift when she's riding through town. Like you never know who can see your video and who has connections where and who's looking for what. And when you are able to grow your audience and have more of that shareability and more people who know and love you who will share your music and your content with other people that they know and love, um, you just open yourself up to more opportunities there. And when it comes to the like niche gigs, this also plays into it um, because you might end up having yourself being invited or asked to do things that you wouldn't have thought of before. Like let's say that you release a, a love song and then Some of your biggest fans want you to come play at their wedding or um, do really cool, intimate like things like I was saying, maybe at a company or something like a brand really loves your stuff and they want you to play at their retreat for their company. Like there's so much stuff that you can open yourself up to that might not be public gigs or, um, you know, things like that, but are still lucrative and still are fan building and exciting experiences and will pay you money because right that's what we're talking about now is like getting those money-making gigs and sometimes those money-making opportunities aren't always public facing but they can still be really great ways to make an income so that is number one number two is streams and album sales now this one is a little bit more straightforward obviously we know this the payout for streams is pretty low like you're not going to make a full-time living on streams most likely, but the more streams that you get, the more money you will make, right? That's just the math. 
<laughs> That's how the math maths. And if you do do something like put your album for sale on Bandcamp um, or on the iTunes store or do physical albums, and we'll talk about merch next because that'll be the, the next one. Um, but when you do that and you do physical s- albums or vinyls or things like that, you, of course, can make more money. And that's where the numbers do really come in handy because, again, the more streams or the more dedicated fans streaming you 1,500 times in a row because we all know we are those fangirls for one or two artists, if not more, out there. I know there's a few songs that I've listened to this summer on repeat, <laughs> and it will continue through the rest of the summer. Um, when you have more of those fans and engaged fans those numbers will go up. And again, that shareability that we want to consider, like the more people you have who are engaged, the more likely they're going to be to share it with other people. And then you have more, even more engaged people who will share it with other people. So we want to capitalize on that like exponential growth by building that initial engaged fan base. And so you can make that money through streams. Yes, which is a nice supplement to other streams of income and album sales. Um, whether physical or digital, that can help bring in even more income uh, aside from streams. Number three is merch sales. So merch is another uh, stream of income. Like gigs, streams, and merch are three streams of income that I feel like people generally start with, right? Like when you're getting started as a musician, you start playing gigs, you hopefully make some money from those. Um, you release music, you've got some streams coming in, and you maybe create some merch. And the thing is that sometimes these things aren't as lucrative as we want them to be, but they do have the potential to be lucrative, which is why we're talking about them here. And when it comes to merch sales, this is another um, aspect, this is another stream of income that I think that can sometimes not be the most strategic one, but it also can sometimes be very strategic and can end up being very lucrative. When you are trying to sell merch to a smaller audience uh, or a less engaged audience, it can be kind of hard, especially because with merch, um, now there there are print on demand options, but like a lot of people will buy merch up front. So you have to front the cost and then you have to price it in a way that makes sure that you get money back. Uh, that you make money from it, duh. And then you have to sell it. So like you've got a bunch of merch with you and you kind of front the cost and then you have to make back your investment before you can start profiting from it. Now again, there are some print on demand services where you can um, you can just create your piece and then it basically throughout through the website that they go to, every time one person orders something, a new piece is created. And usually, it's convenient because you don't have to have a bunch of merch on hand um, and you don't often have to deal with the shipping of that either because the company that you do it through will take care of that. But it's a little bit more inconvenient or a little bit less lucrative in the sense that usually you're sacrificing a larger cut of that um, because of the print-on-demand service. So they're going to take more of the money. They're going to take more of the sale. And so you are making, potentially making a little bit less per sale than you would if you just bought in bulk and then sold it yourself. Especially because if you have your own merch and you're selling it yourself, you can sell it at gigs or in person um, and you don't always have to be shipping it. Whereas if it is print-on-demand, then it's, you know, always shipped. And so that's coming out of it too. Now, that being said, again, I do think that merch has the potential to be a nice stream of income. You see a lot of big creators on TikTok who aren't even musicians doing merch lines. And often they'll do like exclusive merch lines, like a limited time run sort of thing where they have this design or 
they have the specific piece of merch and they create a certain amount and then once it's gone it's kind of gone but there are great ways to be able to create more community bring your community together if your merch is kind of like song related or inside joke related (laughs) that kind of thing um it's very good for community building and when you do have more again it comes back to those numbers when you have more engaged followers you're gonna have more people who will buy that merch and it makes it a lot less risk to buy merch up front or to make that investment in getting merch or you know to partner with whoever you're partnering with to create that merch when you know that you've got a solid fan base underneath you who will buy it and especially with merch and this will lead into the next one as well which is patreon especially with these two things, you know, it's not just like buying a ticket to your show or it's not just like getting someone to uh, stream (laughs) or buy your album sale once. It's usually a little bit more expensive to buy merch just because of the pricing of it um, or to invest in a Patreon, for instance. And so the key here is that you really want that engaged following, right? It's not just about those numbers. And so if your audience is engaged, you have much more of a chance to actually convert them into paying customers or paying fans. And so that's exactly what we want to cultivate, which is why, of course, I teach the, you know, system that I teach where you figure out your brand, you figure out exactly who your ideal fan is, and then you create content that really like nurtures them, not only connects them, not only helps you grow, but also nurtures your audience so that they are ready to buy when you actually do present them with an offer like merch or like a Patreon or something like that, because we want them to take action. At the end of the day, if they're not taking action, (laughs) then we're in trouble. (laughs) Like the point here, again, I'm gonna, maybe engaged is actually the word of this show, because I'm gonna say it probably four more million times. It's gonna be annoying, but it's true. Like if they're not engaged and if they're not actually making moves to invest in you, to take that next step forward, if they don't feel like they have a connection with you uh, enough to do that, then we're not monetizing, right? We're just, we're just talking to people. And so that's where we want to really nurture our fans and create a relationship with them, create that content for them, speak to them, make them feel like they are close to us and they want to go and take that next step and uh, buy the merch or join the Patreon community. So let's move into number four, which is Patreon. I'm going to do a whole nother episode specifically on this, like why you need to have an audience before you launch your Patreon. That'll be out probably in a few weeks. But Patreon is a really great way to make money. If you're not familiar with Patreon, it's basically like a fan club. Um, Patreon is the website that you hosted on. People are familiar with Patreon, the website. Here, we could also just say like fan club, like let's say you just wanted to create your own membership um, or your own fan club on a different site. That totally works here too. I'm just gonna use Patreon as like ease because everyone knows it. So when you create a Patreon, you usually have like one to maybe five tiers um, that are pretty low cost. They can be anywhere from $1 to, well, you can charge however much you want, but you know, most people are probably not gonna pay more than $50 a month for a membership type experience. Um, So people are, you know, being charged $5, maybe $10 a month, 15, 
$25 a month and they're sticking with you each month and you offer them perks, you offer them um, things that they get, whether it's exclusive music, maybe it's a community with you, like a Discord channel or Facebook group. Um, maybe there's a Zoom call. Like there's so many cool things that you can do on Patreon. We've talked about it before on the podcast. I have tons of content on it too. And there's going to be more coming up because we will be launching Out to Launch Patreon again in August. Um, so Patreon is a really great way to make money. But this is the reality. And again, I'm going to elaborate on this uh, on another episode. But with Patreon, it's not high ticket sales. Okay, high ticket basically just means higher price. Low ticket means lower price. And Patreon is low ticket. (laughs) Patreon, again, you're making probably between $1 to $50 a month per person. And that's great and we love it. And that's how most memberships work. Like if you join a membership, you're not usually paying, you know, hundreds of dollars a month for a membership. Maybe if it's a a business membership or something like that, but very rarely do you join memberships that are that expensive, right? You're probably paying below $50 for most memberships. And that's what most Patreons uh, subscribers also really look to. They want to be paying that low amount because it is recurring um, and they are supporting you every single month. But it's a great way to make recurring income because you know, all right, I've got X amount of patrons. That means I've got X amount of money coming in next month and the month after and the month after, which is great. Um, And it's a great way to further engage your fans and really turn them into those super, super fans. Like they're probably gonna be super fans if they've joined. We can up the ante, make them super, super fans um, and people who are just like diehards for your stuff. But with a lower ticket sale, it means that you're not making as much per person who comes in. And so really the key besides having a fabulous launch plan, but even watching our last Out to Launch Patreon students, the people who followed through, launched their Patreons and had success doing it were the people who already had built up a fan base and nurtured that fan base before launching their Patreon. So now is the time. If you are thinking about launching a Patreon in the future, you need to start building your audience now. You can launch your Patreon whenever you want. Like you can have a smaller audience and launch it. You can have a bigger audience or launch it. But to get the best results possible and to set yourself up for the most success, you need an audience because the bigger pool of people who are already following you and already are super fans of yours, the bigger pool of people you can transition into making a Patreon and the more you can make each month from Patreon. Okay, so let's talk about income stream number five, and that is coaching or teaching or mentorship opportunities. Oops, I'm just banging my phone by accident. So I know that not everyone here wants to coach or teach or mentor other people, and that's okay. Again, remember that we're just talking about all of the possibilities for making money here. And you also don't have to be like a full-time coach or teacher or mentor in order for this income stream to be viable. It can be something that you just do casually on the side. Um, But if you already are a teacher, because I know that so many of you who listen to this podcast episode already teach voice or guitar or piano or um, whatever your expertise is, or if you want to coach, maybe you're also like a yoga teacher or um, you do sound healing or life coaching or things like that on the side or fitness coaching, right? You can begin to monetize those things or build those things up when you have an audience. And I also put mentor opportunities in there because I think that that really encompasses 
a lot of how you can go about this. So there's basically two ways that this can happen. The first is if you already are doing these things or you already know you want to do these things, when you have an audience, you can launch to them. You can pitch to them. You can you know, make sure that your audience is aware of what you do and talk about it every so often. Um, obviously you want to balance like the coaching and the music aspect of things if you are, um, doing both, (laughs) but you can actively pitch and launch and talk about it and grow your coaching business when you have a social media following. But a lot of times what happens too, is that when people see you grow or succeed in certain areas, whether it is that you just have such a beautiful inspiring mindset and you always you know handle things so well or you can manifest so well or you're always booking crazy amazing gigs and other musicians are looking up to you for the gigs that you can book or your stage presence is just so badass or you have built an audience that people really admire like whatever it is that people may think of when they see you grow and they see you just like shining they'll come to you and they'll say hey I am someone who's trying to do the same thing can you teach me what you did? Can you teach me how you did it? And when this happens, you have the opportunity to be able to make money by mentoring people or coaching people or teaching people, whether you want to create a course or whether you want to just take a couple people on who um, come to you one-on-one, but you have the opportunity to share your expertise and to be able to monetize that. So when you literally, when you just show up and do your thing, (laughs) when you just be successful being you, people will come to you and want advice and want support and want that, uh, you know, accountability and coaching. And you can absolutely use that as a stream of income. Now, I know it's like all over TikTok, people being like, no gatekeeping, we are anti-gatekeeping. And so I don't want what I'm saying here to sound like, you know, if someone asks you a question about how you did it, immediately charge them $100 for the answer. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. I really do believe that, you know, information should be accessible. Obviously, I have a freaking podcast every week. I talk about information to help you guys. Um, But when you are coaching someone or teaching someone, everything that you know, you deserve to be paid for that. You deserve when you are spending hours with someone to help them further their career and give them that advice and talk them through things and help them plan things. You deserve to be paid for that. You have figured out the skill. You have learned the skill. Maybe you've invested in other programs that have taught you the skills that you know. And so you deserve to be paid for that. And Keeping in mind that when people want that support, again, I'm not talking about a couple questions here and there. I'm talking about people who really want ongoing coaching and teaching and like they want to go deep. That is something that people are willing to pay for and should be willing to pay for because they're getting your time and attention. They're getting all of your knowledge and they're getting so much from you uh, that you have learned. So it's okay to allow that to be a fair exchange of time and energy and money. And I think that sometimes in the music industry, again, people kind of like are, I don't know why this is the case, but they're like anti-paying people. But the thing is that everyone deserves to get paid. You as a musician deserve to get paid for your gigs, for your Patreon, for your knowledge. And coaches and teachers and mentors also deserve to get paid for the same thing. So again, it's not about gatekeeping. I do not think we should be gatekeeping, but I do think that when you're working with someone in an intimate fashion and you're sharing all of the knowledge that you have acquired through your experience you deserve to be paid for it and there's no shame in that 
remember, this is a podcast about making money and having streams of income. And I think that a part of that is that we all have to be open to receiving money. And we also have to be willing to pay people for what they deserve. (laughs) So whether you're hiring a musician to do a work for hire, or whether you are hiring a coach to teach you what you don't know, everyone deserves to be paid. And you deserve to be paid for whatever it is that you're doing. So be open to receiving that. That just reminded me of a potential, another stream of income, which is like doing a work for hire. (laughs) So I guess this is going to be income number six is like getting hired to do like composing or a work for hire or writing like a, a jingle. Who was it? I think like Abigail Barlow from Barlow and Bear, aka they wrote the Bridgerton unofficial musical, won a freaking Grammy for it. They wrote it on TikTok. I'm obsessed with it. It's amazing. But she has done um, several like jingles. <laughs> like I've seen her um, be in ads on TikTok where she's singing an original song that she wrote for uh, pro- products. I think one of them was like the Batiste dry shampoo. She like wrote a jingle for it. So that's one way you can be hired as a work for hire. Someone might, um, maybe they're doing a movie and they want to hire you to score the movie or to like, um, have your song be in the movie and get placed. Oh my God. It's you guys. I swear to God. (laughs) I knew I was going to come up with like five other ideas as I started talking. Um, we'll just wrap this, what I'm about to say into this one though. And, um, what I was going to say was get your song in film and TV, like music supervisors could find you and then place your song in film and TV. So you could do a work for hire or you could get your song placed in a way where you're either writing specifically for a project or your existing music is being used in a project and you get paid for it. So again, yes, you can pitch your songs to sync without having a huge following. That is true. But when you have a following, you also open yourself up to these opportunities and potential that you might not have thought possible before. And you can certainly leverage the following that you have when you are pitching to sync because, you know, it all helps. And you can potentially be networking and connecting with people. And when we know that like when a song picks up or if people are just on TikTok and they hear your song and they like it, music supervisors or people who are using music in a similar fashion can potentially use your music, use your music or hire you to uh, write something or work with them or do a, a specific piece because they like your stuff and because they have heard of you from social media. So we'll make that number six. That's the impromptu one. Um, <laughs> number seven would be monetizing your actual content. So when you have a certain amount of followers and views, you can literally monetize your content. Now this isn't on every platform, but on platforms like YouTube, obviously they put ads on videos and you can make money from that. Uh, and TikTok has the creators fun. And so by doing things like this, where you're able to just literally create more content and make money just from creating more content, that's pretty dope. Um, and so once you build up an audience and you build up a following, the potential for monetizing your actual content opens up to you. And then you're able to get paid for work that you're, you are already doing which I love. Uh, Obviously, you know, there are definitely imperfections with some of those things. And I'm not in the TikTok creator fund. I've heard some people talk about the pros and cons with it, but there's still a lot of pros to being able to make money through those ads or through a potential creator fund where, again, you're just making money with what you're already doing. 
Number eight is social media partnerships, sponsorships, and paid ads. So once you start to build up a following, you have the potential to partner with brands and companies and businesses and be able to do things for them where you're doing maybe like a paid post or um, an ad that you're in and you work with them to create it on social media. So social media partnerships, right? <laughs> Sponsorships where people maybe give you things um, and you talk about it. Kind of like that like influencer thing. But let's talk about what this really could look like in the music industry. Uh, and it can also be sponsorships in general. I actually wrote this as a separate one. I'm just going to lump it all together. Um, so sponsorships in general, like which can also go onto social media. Maybe Taylor Guitars loves your stuff and they send you guitars or pay you to use their guitars exclusively and you get sponsored by them, right? So it can look like that. It can look like um, being sponsored by really any other company to use their products or wear their stuff or to just do like a post or an ad um, that promotes their product. So there are a lot of opportunities within partnerships and sponsorships and ads that you can make money from just by talking about something. And hopefully it's obviously you have the choice of what and who you partner with. So like products that you love and already use or that you want to use, you can potentially make money just by talking about them or by using them, um, which is amazing. So let's talk about number nine, which is going to be VIP offers. So this is where we're, again, continuing to think outside of the box, but thinking about VIP offers like live hangout events, maybe you play, like maybe it's sort of like a gig where you do play, but even something where you just... Um, are able to go and connect with people um, who are in your audience or who are fans of yours. Because remember that we're in the age of the personal brand and on social media, it's not just about, you know, sharing your music and that's it. Like people are gonna wanna get to know you, they are gonna get to know you and they're going to want to hang out with you and be near you and your music, but it's also about you. And so doing live events, meet and greets before shows or meet and greet type events or things like that where you can charge um, potentially a little bit or even a higher amount like a VIP meet and greet. People will pay mucho money for that. <laughs> so um, that's that's the kind of thing where thinking outside of the box, you can start to create and host your own events or add meet and greets or add like VIP after parties or things like that to uh, your gigs or just as one-off events that people can pay for. And then number 10, this is the one that I just added at the last minute, which is like possibly getting signed. And I am pro indie artist, but I think it's worth saying this here. Like you might be approached with a label deal or a publishing deal if you are making waves in the music industry and they see you and they want to, they want to sign you. And while I am very pro independent and I want to set you all up for success to be able to make money without having to get signed if you don't want to get signed, because the truth is that not all deals are worth taking, but some people do want to get signed or some people are able to get really good deals and it's worth it for them and it's what they want to grow. And there's no shame either way, whether you want to stay completely independent or whether you do want to sign with a label or a publisher, that's completely your decision. What I want for you is that you are set up for success either way. So either 
you're thriving independently because that's what you want, or you have leverage because of what you've created independently to get the best deal possible. And when you have numbers, not only when you have a fan base and engaged fan base, not only can you um, open yourself up to, you know, getting eyes on you and potentially getting the, um, getting the attention of labels and publishers, but you also have the ability to negotiate a better deal because if you've proven that you can make money and that you've got a lot to offer and that you're bringing a lot to the table, you can make sure that you are in a place when you sign that deal that feels good to you. So it gives you that leverage. It gives you that negotiating power. So that brings us to the end of our top 10 (laughs) ways that you can make money as a musician when you have a fan base. Did we impromptu add a few there and switch up the list as we went? Absolutely, we did. Wouldn't have had it any other way. (laughs) Sometimes you just got to channel what comes through. Um, So I'm very excited to get this episode out to you guys. I'm really excited to hear your thoughts after you listen to it. Be sure to DM me on Instagram at Katie Zaccardi and let me know what you thought. And I also want you to know that you don't have to do this alone. If you're ready to build your fan base, if you're ready to figure out your brand and you want to build an audience of engaged fans so that you can start making money using social media, on social media, and because of social media sooner rather than later, you can at any time join the audience builder. And now is a good, as good a time as any. As a reminder, the audience builder is my course that goes through all of this, your brand, your audience, and you're building your social media following so that you can create a fan base of engaged fans. There is a self-paced version that you can get and go through completely on your own, self-paced. And we also offer group coaching. So if you want accountability and you wanna make sure that in the next three months you have executed, you have built up your audience, you have created content that feels good to you, figured out your brand and put yourself out there, That is a great way to go about it. The group coaching is a three month container. It literally starts the day you join it. So it's rolling enrollment. So the day that you join is the day that your three months start. So no no waiting, it's instant gratification. (laughs) You get the course and you get access to the group portal immediately and you can get coaching support and accountability as you go through this. Because sometimes, again, a lot of times the information's out there or you might know what you wanna implement, but you really need that support um, to do it. You need that accountability. You need the community. You want someone to help you brainstorm those ideas and work through uh, blocks that come up when you are stuck around the strategy or stuck around the mindset and you're not sure where to go next. So. Personally, I love our group coaching cohort. We've got um, a great group of people in there now and it is growing. So if this is what you need to grow your audience throughout the rest of the year and to set yourself up to make money as soon as possible, uh, I highly recommend that you join us inside of the Audience Builder. You can head to katiezacardi.com slash build to join and to read all about the course if you haven't already. And I hope to see you inside of the Audience Builder. And otherwise, I will talk to you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Out To Be podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, rate and review it on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That really helps us spread the message and get this podcast out to even more women in music. For more information on coaching services, head to katiezacardi.com. See you next week.